Welcome to My Shitty Podcast, So Shitty It Only Has One T. I'm your host, Adam Copeland. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for going on iTunes and writing a review. Thank you for telling a friend. Uh, thanks for going on my website and taking the survey. That helps me out a ton. I always say this shit. I, I mean it, though. I Seriously, I mean it. Um, I want to thank my guest, Carly, for coming on. Um, we do some girl talk. We uh, spend some time talking about the, the Spice Girls, do a tarot card reading. Um, I don't know. <laughs> we have Cosmos. <laughs> so stupid. Um... But yeah, it was, it was a good time. I'm um, really glad I had her on. Uh, she's a very intelligent young lady and um, had a lot of awesome things to say. Um, and I learned a lot about tarot cards as well. Uh, I had a reading. Um, if you want a reading done, go to Native. Uh, Native Hostels uh, from 6 to 8. She's there on every Sunday. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm there too. So swing by and say what's up. And um, we'll take it from there. But without further ado, let's uh, get on with the show. Let's let the cat out of the bag, huh? 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 Let's let the cat out of the bag. I guess that's it. That's everything I got. Um, do you want to do a voice warm up or anything? I don't know. Even know what that is. Like toy, so. toy boat. Toy boat. Toy boat. You have to say toy boat like really fast or uh, red leather, yellow leather. Red, red leather. Red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> I don't think that's going to help me if I can't even do the warm up. <laughs> Touche. Right on. Uh, okay. Well, if you want to get started? Yeah, that well, sounds great. Let's get started. Okay. Um, why don't we start by. Oh, this chair is so squeaky. Why don't we start by you introducing yourself and just tell me who you are and what you do? Right now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I'm Carly Fisher, and I'm a professional tarot reader. I own an Austin-based tarot reading company called Sound Sight Tarot. Yeah, that's amazing. That's awesome. Do you love it? I love it. It's the best <laughs> job I've ever had. I mean, I had to make it. Yeah. But it turns out that when you make something yourself, you love it 10 times more than any job you ever had to apply for. Yeah. Do you, do you have a space that you do this out of, or are you mobile? I'm mobile. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So I find places where I can go, like different cafes. Uh-huh. And I usually pick cafes that serve chocolate, coffee, and wine. Yeah. Depending on, on the time of day. And uh, then I meet people at their houses. Yeah. And I'm opening up a little studio on the east side that's going to be a two-person private sit-down studio where we can do readings. Cool. So that's coming soon. Yeah. Um, do you feel like that's helpful to have like a little intimate spot or is it mm -hmm. difficult if you are out like, I don't know, at a coffee, loud coffee shop where yeah. people are like clinking and clinking. It's hard with stuff. the music sometimes. Yeah. So the music will be really loud and cheerful, but you're talking about somebody's recent breakup uh -huh. and they're on the verge of tears <laughs> and you can tell that they're looking around like, this is really surreal. <laughs> Am I allowed to be this emotional in public? Yeah. Um, so I look forward to having that private space where people can just be more uh, or be less self-conscious. Yeah. Is mm -hmm. it different for men and women, um, men and or women, uh, to get tarot card readings? Yeah. And if so, do you mind talking about that? Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, everybody approaches tarot in their own way. Uh -huh. But as I've been reading lately at The Native on Sunday nights, doing you know regular readings down there, yeah. I consistently see people coming up to me with these different questions. Yeah. And so women will come up and they'll ask me 10 different things at one time. And I have to back them up and say, let's just pick one and focus on one. And then we can kind of do another reading later. Yeah. But when men come up, they're typically, they just want to know, should I date this girl or that girl? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty simple. <laughs> it's pretty simple. Until also sometimes they'll be really emotional because they just got through a breakup. And you can tell that they didn't quite know who to talk to about it or what to do. Yeah. And so they see me sitting there. And it's my job to sit there and talk to you about what's going on in your head and how you're feeling. And so they just throw down 20 bucks and they're like, what's going on? Like, yeah. talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, that is nice. Mm -hmm. But we've had some interesting ones because... We've had guys who um, sometimes like can't choose between who they want to date. Uh huh. So they and come to you, like they All come right, to me. You choose the gal I need to date. Yeah, they say, "Help me out with this," and uh. I'm like, "Cool." So then we walk away, and or they walk away, and they have an idea of what might be the best fit for their personality type or what they're looking for right now. Uh huh. 
And then a woman will come up to me later and she'll say, hey, my boyfriend said I should come get a reading with you. And it'll oh, be that gentleman. No. And it's so tough because I just have to have a poker face on in my face <gasps> and just be like, nice to meet you. Tell me all about yourself. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. I've never had women come up to me and do something like that. But yeah. men will come up to me while they're on a date sometimes even um, to chat. And it's oh. pretty bold. Yeah, that's a bold statement or yeah. bold, bold movement, I should say. But it's always confidential, so it doesn't make a difference and it doesn't change what I do. It just really helps. Like, I'm a very honest person. Yeah. And I talk with my eyes and all my expressions, my body language. So when something like that happens, I just have to hold it in uh-huh. and be a real professional. <laughs> <laughs> Put your poker face on, like you said. Put that poker face on. Good choice of words, by the way. Dealing with cards most of the time. Poker face. Um, oh, See, see what you did there unintentionally pun intended on that one genius um during that first question i was like oh fuck i forgot to introduce your cocktail for you oh please do (laughs) (laughs) we're drinking together on this uh episode um so as everybody knows um that's been listening i uh, create a cocktail for each of my guests that reminds me of them or their profession or speaks to it in some way or fashion. And, um, yeah, and that's what I'm, until I run out of cocktails to, to do, I'm going to do this as long as I can. There's been a couple of instances where I'm like, Oh fuck, what am I going to do for a hairdresser? Uh, oh yeah. Hair of the dog. Um, or you know, whatever. So, uh, I made us Cosmos. Us girls. Oh. We're going to have Cosmos. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Not quite a classic. Well, yeah, I guess a Cosmo is a classic cocktail. It's classic yeah. if you ever watch Sex in the City. Mm, Miranda. It's, She's mm-hmm. a character. The 90s, that was real classic. That's classic. That's what they did. That's what they were known for. <laughs> that show was a real classic. So we're going to play Sex in the City uh, on this particular episode. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, let's have some hooch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks for the cocktail. This of, is delicious. Of course. And that pink color. Mm, Phenomenal. Really just brings it out. I'm not much of a vodka fan. I'm not picky at all. You're not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it's booze, I'll drink it. <laughs> yes. If you mix it with some fruit and you put it in a beautiful glass. Yeah. Psh, I'll drink that thing so fast. Fuck yeah. I'll drink some booze out of an old boot. Maybe. Maybe, possibly. <laughs> I'll do it. Scotch. <laughs> Scotch out of an old boot. Because you won't notice the difference. Tastes like it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. All right, so guys are pretty cut and dry. They're just like, woman X or woman Z. Or they'll just say, tell me about my personality. And a lot of times I feel like it's because they don't know how to express it sometimes uh-huh. and so they kind of come up and we get to talk about that like what their strengths are can you sort of tell like right off the bat like um i sort of know <laughs> your personality no. by the way you're approaching this uh-uh no? no no what always happens is i end up saying wow i was really prejudiced or i really had a stereotype based on what i initially thought yeah and then once you talk to somebody, it's different because the cards will put up an image and then you'll be like, well, that's weird, but I'll say it because it's here. Yeah. And then it will just provoke something in them and you get a response completely different than what you expected. And it just uncovers a piece of them that they haven't really expressed before verbally. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I can see like how layers would come undone like a like an onion like more layers come out the more tears possibly yeah or the more freedom the more excitement or the lighter somebody gets and the happier they get yeah it all depends on what you take off most definitely most definitely um uh you said that you also did like parties um and you had mentioned before that it can get real really fast at parties yes (laughs) you want to speak to that a little bit oh of course (laughs) so i love doing a like a good big party, like a wedding or a Halloween party or a birthday party, because everyone shows up ready to talk and they feel safe and they're excited to be there. Mm -hmm. So that's a perfect spot to pull out the cards and start having some real conversations. Yeah. But everyone's having a good time. So typically conversations are like, what are you working on in your life? What can we get you towards? Yeah. Do you have a couple of like basic questions of like, I usually, I stick to like these couple of bullet points will help. Yeah. I have a menu. For oh, people. nice. Yeah, I have that's a good. menu Because if you don't ask the right question, you won't get a helpful answer. I understand. So um, usually I'll be like big decisions, careers, figuring out your strengths and resources right now. Um, and there's a list like that that people can choose from. Okay. So I was at this 
um, party last Halloween, and it was a uh, woodland fairy party. So everybody was dressed up really cool. colorfully with ears. <laughs> yeah, there was so much food, and it was by this pool that was lit with pink light, and it was just really playful and fantasy like. Yeah. And so a woman sits down with me to do a reading, and I pull three cards, three cards alone, and uh-huh. I could see uh, that she had a shopping addiction. Oh. Yeah. And I'm at this big party, and I'm being paid to be here to give people a good time. Could, so when that comes up, what do you do, right? Yeah. Could you kind of see, like, by the decorations that she had a shopping... Di- was it her party? No. No, no. Luckily not. <laughs> luckily oh, not. Does that ever come up, by the way? I'm sure person that has never gotten their cards read before is like i'm not gonna say anything and see if I right can, uh, oh that's the most annoying thing ever I'm sure that's the most they try to question, challenge right? you yeah and then you end up just saying well if you don't tell me what's up i can't help you with yeah, it you i can't base, right? yeah yeah totally okay. so going back to this lady i yeah, decide you know i'm not going to tell her a lie or walk away from this because that to me is unethical as a reader yeah so I lay it out there in a kind of careful way. I tiptoe right up to it, you know, and then I share it with her and I whisper it quietly to make sure that nearby people don't hear it. Yeah. And I say, I phrase it in the form of a question, but she doesn't sound like I'm accusing her of anything. Mm-hmm. And she immediately, as soon as I say that, um, and we're looking at the devil card. That's what was really speaking that, like that's what clenched it, the position of that card. Yeah. So it's quite an intense card in its own. And um, she just laughs out loud and she takes a great big drink of wine and she says, I just bought two $30,000 cars yesterday. I know I have a problem. This is great. Whoa. Yes. Whoa. And so she ended up just laughing at it and just saying, yeah, you're right. Like these are, these are not healthy habits I have in my life and I really haven't addressed them. And she already knew about it. Yeah. And that's what I love about tarot is that 99% of the time, I mean, I'd really like to say it. 100% of the time. Yeah. It can't tell you anything that you don't already know. Sure. It's in there. You just haven't talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. You just help bring it out. You and just bring it out. You're not like prying, um, going back to like the whole like, oh, I could tell by the decorations in her house. You're not like getting bits of information to like tell people. So you're not like a medium where you're like, um, I'm getting an uncle that had passed away several years ago. You're flipping cards over and like, okay, this one means this. Right. That one means that. You don't have to search for clues. Like you don't have to... You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't I need to have a medium on actually and talk to them about that um, before I go on a tear about that. But yeah, you, you can't control the cards. You you're you have to deal with the cards that you're dealt. I guess this is what I'm Good one. To That's about. totally true. More card references. Yes. Um, but that is something that is it comes up as a reader is that you have potentially six different meanings per card based on the context yeah, or based on the person's gender or their age, even like what's going on in their life. Mm-hmm. And so being a medium, I know me- people who I believe are true mediums, yeah. but I don't believe I have that skill and I'm okay with that. Sure. I don't need that skill. I don't want that skill. It's a lot of responsibility. Um, but I love that I can take this picture and show it to people and say, what do you see here? Yeah. And then as they say, well, I see somebody who's really happy standing in front of their house and they're trying to make a decision about if they should buy a house or wait to rent. And I'll be like, well, which house does it look like to you? Yeah. And they will come to their own conclusion. Oh. You know, and so sometimes you can just, you have those cards there as a way um, to guide them through processing their own thoughts. Yeah. Do you use the cards to kind of like guide people? Like you, you use them more so as like a guide than like a, well, hey, stars aligned and it looks like it's going to be house number two for you. Exactly. I think tarot is analytic, not predictive. Okay. And so uh, you're able to look at images and colors and the body language inside the cards to then figure out if this is something that you want in your life or not something that you want in your life. And then you decide if that's an action that you're going to move towards. Yeah. But um, yeah, they're really powerful when you can look at them and make your own decisions. You don't have to, like sometimes I actually think it's wrong of me to deliver a reading without engaging the other person. And that's why I always like to sit on the same side of the table as my client. Oh, is that right? All okay. the time, every time, because it becomes more collaborative. Yeah. Because you're sitting together and you're talking together like two friends, you know, with something to say, mm-hmm. um, rather than me sitting there telling you how things are and, you know, how your fates align and all that type of stuff. It's so disempowering. Like, why would you sign up for that? Yeah. To believe that you don't have control over your life or your future. Yeah. Nobody wants to sign up for that. Exactly. Do you know any card readers that are that way? I would say, yes, I do. 
I do. Okay. Um, and that's, everyone has their own approach and they all have their own style and their own choice. Yeah. And I think that there are some people who truly want to believe that there is a fate for them. You know, there is a destiny and that it's out of their hands and they want that. Yeah. So that's why I always advocate for um, asking questions to the person that you're going to hire as a reader and find out what is it that you're looking for and will this person help you with that? Will they meet that? Because there's totally different styles. Yeah. And there isn't necessarily one that's right or wrong, but there's one that I'm more comfortable with and there's one that I'm not comfortable with doing for people. Yeah. Is it kind of like yoga where like a lot of people will use it for like, ah, I kind of just use it for like a good workout and like mm-hmm. uh, to, I don't know, knock off some stress. And other people are like, no, it's like you find yourself and like follow your breath and you, it's a spiritual mystic thing and you go on journeys. Like I have to, I don't know. Is it similar in that aspect? Would you say that's accurate or inaccurate? I think it's an awesome analogy. Okay, cool. Because (laughs) then I feel like the third uh, type of person who's attracted to yoga loves it because the yoga pants are so damn cute. Yeah. Right. And so they love it for the gear. Yeah. Yeah. And I think some people, um, they do tarot because they want to wear scarves and bangles and they want that whole look and aesthetic and they advertise themselves as like a fortune teller service. Yeah. And I know one woman who professionally will, um, coordinate with whoever hires her and will get information on the people at the party and then show up and then freak them out because for them it's very much entertainment she doesn't know how to read cards yeah it's just that she's there to have fun so it's great analogy okay cool Mm -hmm. very cool um yeah i i used to work with the young lady that took a deck of tarot cards to work and she would just she was new to it. Can anybody do it before I get yes, honest? Anybody definitely. can do it. You can Anyone just kinda... can do it. Anyone can do it. And that's why I love to have people read their own cards sometimes so that they know they always have this as a tool yeah. if they want to discover it for themselves. Okay. Yeah. It's awesome. really powerful. Awesome. But yeah, she was just doing, she was like, I'm new to this. Like I'm kind of learning. Um, so I'm just going to do a really simple reading and I'm going to flip one card and then explain to you what this card is. And that was kind of cool. And it was a lot like what you said um, uh, like interpret that the way that you want. Like this is this is the card that you got, and this is what this card sim is symbolic to. Well, it's confirmation bias. Yeah, it's why astrology works for some people. Yeah, you know because you say, oh yeah, like somebody. I'm a Cancer, right? So mm-hmm. traditionally that would mean Ooh, that the worst sign. <gasps> what? There's no <laughs> such thing as the kidding. worst sign. I'm what are playing. you, a Scorpio? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm a Libra, actually. <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding, Scorpios. I love you. <laughs> Libras, though I'm watching y'all. Yeah. Oui. No, but but when I'm um, so if somebody says, yeah, because you're a Cancer, you're really sensitive and you love to be at home and create a home for people. And if I'm told that from the time that I'm ten mm-hmm. to the time that I'm in my fifties, then I'm going to just self-assume those traits, even though I'm also ambitious and I'm motivated and I love supporting my friends and I love getting a job and working as hard as I can at it. Yeah. But you know, I'm only fed one or two of those, and so then I just end up claiming it as you know a piece of my identity yeah and it's not bad but it's not your whole story for sure i think there's something to be said about the whole zodiac uh, movement um in a good way like i I think that it's crazy that and it could very well be speak to like what you were just saying as far as like you were told this your whole life so of course you're gonna um gravitate towards that style of whatever like you're a libra you balance the room you're a um i don't know you're a, a ram so like you're stubborn i don't know mm-hmm. i'm not as good as you probably are <clears throat> um i'm not i don't even i don't read them i don't believe in it it doesn't make any sense oh to really me. no see it makes no sense to me i like at a bar you're like hey that person over there is a libra i'm like oh cool that makes sense because they kind of like i can i can tell by the way that they are conducting themselves now like you can walk up to them and be like oh you you can kind of play like the party guy or like the chill laid back dude it's just kind of whatever like if there's already a party guy you'll take the chill laid back right mode. it's a spectrum and i i noticed that more so in libras i'm not saying no one can do that but it's crazy that that is a common thing and maybe i'm just making assumptions <laughs> based on a few experiences that i had but exactly it, it, it tends to be true um whenever i run into it but that's just my beliefs, you know. But whenever you weren't into it, I mean, there might also be a lot of times when um, it wouldn't be true at all. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like you could look at a lot of people who are being the balance in the room, but you're not noticing it in that moment, True. Um, you know, and so and they happen to be a Capricorn. 
or yeah. a Gemini or something instead. And they were the ones who were just chilling by the pool table because someone else is already dancing on top of it. Yeah. But you don't notice that they're the opposite and they must be a Libra. You're only doing it because you're thinking about Libras in that moment. And then therefore you're projecting that image onto them. True. Yeah. 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 Um, I also agree with that. Like there's, I forget the theory of like, um, it's something like, oh, the color red has come up like three times today. And now that like you're thinking color red, like yes, you just keep it. seeing color red, color red. And there's a theory of like, now that it's on your radar, red's going to jump out of every place where if it wasn't, then the same series of events would happen. <laughs> you just wouldn't notice that there was red. Uh, and I forget the name of that theory. Well, but it's not even a theory. That's I mean, that's scientific. We yeah. have a piece of our head called the RAC. Oh, you know about this. Yeah, the Repetitive Action Center. (laughs) Go, girl. Dude, science for real. It's the best. (laughs) So um, as soon as you said red, I noticed that there's a red box of envelopes, a red shoebox, and a red scissors behind you, and that your shirt has a lines of kind of red burgundy on it. Sure. But I never noticed it until you said anything. Yeah. And so when something is important, because we're pattern-seeking animals, we will have a piece of our brain wake up and start to notice this thing because it's more important. And it's just like when you're looking at buying a new car and mm-hmm. suddenly you start seeing all of, all of those cars yeah. around you, even it's though you never noticed them I saw before. seven Honda Civics yes, today. Yes, I have <laughs> to get a Honda Civic. Yeah, there was a billboard and then when I got home, there was a commercial for a Honda Civic. The right. universe is telling me I need a Honda Civic. It's your destiny. Yeah. <laughs> when really it's just that you've evolved as a human who needed to forage in a forest and you're looking for this specific kind of berry or you're looking for a pattern that could help you track an animal. Uh-huh. And so evolutionary biology has caused your brain to seek out these patterns. Yeah. And then a step farther is that it even assigns a meaning to them. Right. Because you're seeing these patterns and you're saying, well, then this means that prey is nearby and therefore I should be more careful. Yeah. It's life or death. So it really sunk into your brain at a very deep level. Oh. Or it was formed at a very early level. Yeah. Um, and very so now, time. very primitive. Yeah. Right. So now you see a color that repeats multiple times and you say, oh, it's red. Okay. Well, red is associated with Mars, the god of war. Maybe I'm feeling more aggressive right now. Maybe yeah. now is a good time to like, yeah, no, like go out and work out or something like that. Yeah. You just assign all of these meanings to this random series of coincidences that you only started noticing because your RAC kicked in. Yeah. And there you go. Your evening is planned. Yeah. It's weird. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's also really misleading, you know, because we want to believe things <laughs> I know. and you just have to realize that your brain is just is so silly. I know. Um, I've had multiple ghost conversations with friends and I'm like, man, I really want to believe the things. But like I haven't had all these crazy things happen to me, which I'm sure they've happened to you or whatever. Like not you personally, but I mean, like when I'm speaking to my friends, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm sure this happened to you. I'm not saying that it didn't. I'm just saying none of it's happened to me before. See, Maybe I want to see a ghost, but I don't give don't that ever, up. Don't, don't give it up. Don't give that up because I should just start trying to see ghost and then maybe I will. Well, you'll convince yourself that you've seen a ghost. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But was that really a ghost? I mean, prove it. See, like, that's what I think in my head it. about my my friends and family that are like, I saw it, it was dad, man. He came in and he poured a glass of milk and then he walked out of the door just like he usually does. <laughs> like, I don't think that was dad. I think he probably had a dream a little bit. I don't know. Or maybe there was a silhouette that sort of took on the shape of dad that was actually a stack of books in the corner. I don't know. Like, a trick no. of the shadows. He had milk just like dad liked to get. I don't know. Well, and the other thing about that, too, is that it's an eyewitness account. Why does my dad like milk? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe someone in the family is really good at making cookies. Yeah, my dad's not even dead yet. Why am I making him a ghost? (laughs) 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 No, no, no. I'm not a fortune teller either. We're safe. Holy smokes. Well, we'll see. (laughs) Um, Are we going to do a card reading later? Yeah, definitely. Fuck yeah. Okay, we'll do it. Okay, we can flip a card on that and see what happens. Okay. Um, I, I call those type of card readings, I call them the off the record card. Because I'm like, I don't really do this in a way that I want you to take seriously. Yeah. But we can see what for, the probability says. For funsies. <laughs> for funsies. No yeah. take backsies. <laughs> um, I know a lot of people go to like um, hand readers. Do people go to the tarot card readers for like first dates? I know a lot of people go to like, mm. let's go get our fortune told for mm. a day. I've um, never had that happen, actually. Nobody's ever well, gone know, on a date or like scheduled you for a date? They've done birthdays. So they'll do a couple reading 
for their birthday or something. Mm -hmm. And I don't say this out loud because I think it sounds weird. But personally, I just think, wow, what an intimate way to get to know one another at the subconscious level. Yeah. To have somebody else read your cards and have your partner hear that is very... Um, I don't want to say risky, but almost vulnerable. You know, you're really saying there's nothing here that I want to hide from you. Yeah. And we've had really big conversations come out of that about people who had like these latent artistic desires and they've lived together for 20 years and said, I really want to start painting and put up an art studio in our house. And then they do, or, you know, they'll get like the canvas and they'll start painting. Yeah. So yeah, it's really powerful. What a great way to say I want to have a menage a trois. <laughs> you know, I haven't seen that in the cards yet. That will be the day. They just keep bringing this other, like, what's this card? Like, you brought that from the house. That's a pl- <laughs> Take your Sharpie off my table. Yeah, what are you doing adding a third person there? That's a clipping from Playboy. Oh, I think it's another woman. I think we should do it. <laughs> I'll have to remind them to tip me extra. Yeah. They want me to <laughs> add that extra information for them. Yeah, that's just a, a dirty clipping from a magazine that you taped on the back of a card uh they're on all of them <clears throat> yeah that guy paid me <laughs> got paid me a lot of money i'm sorry <laughs> you can keep the deck after this yeah. i don't need it i messed up a perfectly good deck for this Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh it's good it's so good um uh t- oh tell me about your book you have a book coming out yeah i just got a book deal signed dude congratulations or Thank dudette you. i'm sorry <laughs> oh no i'm good that's oh. super yeah. yeah i'm super <laughs> thrilled about this because it's um it's a local artist and he made his own tarot deck uh-huh. and it was all shot here within austin and the surrounding areas and unfortunately though he didn't really know much about tarot he just knew the imagery that he wanted to capture cool and he had he's an artist so he had this great backstory to this deck that it's like medieval inspired Mm -hmm. and so um he hired me to write the guidebook for the cards and what's been really fun is that the cards have already been pretty much created and now i'm coming in and able to add context to these cards and these images that just happened and um kind of get creative with how how we explain these meanings yeah. and, 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 you know, like what these cards mean to me because they're different to everybody. So. Yeah. Like you said, the girl that just does it for funsies or guy that just does it for funsies um, and uses their tools in the toolbox a completely different way than you use the mm-hmm. your hammer or drill. Yeah. I mean, no tarot reader will give you the same reading twice. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that the reading is wrong. It means that you'll apply it in your life differently. Sure. Yeah. So, um, I'm excited. It's called The Lost Tarot. Yeah. And it comes out on July 3rd. And it's a limited edition print of 500 card decks. And then each of them will come with this booklet that I'm writing. And so there's a testamentum about the um, what inspired this deck and the art in it. Yeah. And um, so then I'll have all the card meanings and those will be on the internet and I'll be selling some of them myself. So if anyone's interested in them, I'll be able to distribute them. They're all signed by the artist. And when they're gone, they're gone. Cool. It's only 500. So wait. And they're photos that somebody took in Austin. Yeah. Of like medieval inspired something or another. Yeah. I he was know. a big fan of Renaissance fairs. Yeah. And so over the last like three or four years, he was just staging different tarot cards. Cool. And what I love is that he doesn't know what tarot cards are. Uh-huh. He's just an artist from LA who is bored and he's living in Austin and he started to recreate these tarot cards. So in um, the Fool card, for instance, if anyone is a traditional reader of the Rider Waite deck, yeah. then they'll know that there's this little white dog that walks with uh, the Fool. And the meaning is often that you have a companion who is there for you and won't get in your way unless you're about to do something foolish. And then they'll watch out for you and let you know. So, oh. you know, walk forward and don't worry about anything until your little friend warns you. The little white dog's a good thing, right? Correct. Cool. But in this deck, um, he didn't know why, but he just decided to turn that white dog into a crocodile. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally, I mean, yeah. as you do. Of course. So, um, That's a cool project for like a photographer. He's just a photographer, yeah. right? Yeah, he's just a photographer. That's awesome. And um, and a graphic designer. So the, the crocodile is looking away from the fool, the main character, mm-hmm. um, you know, who represents us usually. And so the application there is as long as the crocodile isn't looking at you, you're safe to keep going. Like, you know what I mean? You're safe until you notice that there's danger around you. Yeah. And, and like this is a giant visible animal that will let you know. Yeah. So it's the same meaning. It's just been really fun to see it in new ways. Yeah. I bet you had fun toying through or uh, flipping through like these photos and like, oh, cool. There's the wheel 
card. That's yeah. a little crazy. Yeah, and the wheel card is this giant um, like wheel of water, you know, uh-huh. that you would have on the side of a mill back in the day. Yeah. And it was someplace that he found outside of Austin. This old, you know, place that just doesn't work anymore, this old mill. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, added all these different effects to it and it's this beautiful card and that card is all about momentum and how there are many pieces moving at one time yeah and so to take this giant old wheel that was once so active yeah and then you see all the detail of it it's just a beautiful representation and he didn't even know what he was trying to capture but he captured it this guy doesn't know no, no i'm just kidding he's but that's got why a, i love it yeah i know that's great he's got an art- artistic view you don't need to know tarot cards to get like an awesome picture Um, You can be an artist and and do that. You don't even, honestly, you don't even have to know tarot cards to get an awesome meaning. Like you can look at, I have friends who have never read a tarot guidebook in their life and they will get a deck of Oracle cards and they will sit and they'll look at the image and it provides for them a focal point where Mm -hmm. they're able to go within their own mind and tap into their own subconscious and they come up with their own answers that will be very legitimate. And I have a theory on this. And it's that intuition is just a heightened sense of awareness. Okay. So you have eyes, ears, nose. You're always sensing these things in your environment, but it's too much information for your brain to process at one time. Mm-hmm. And things called implicit mem- memories get stored in your brain. So you might notice that your girlfriend was asking, acting weird, but you couldn't figure out what it was. Yeah. Um, and in the example of like my friend here, she recognized that one of her girlfriends was pregnant from looking at a card. So she reached out to her friend and her friend said, yeah, it's true. I didn't know how to say it. Wow. And you know, it's like maybe, maybe it was, she downloaded something from the ether and the consciousness. Totally. That'd be so cool. But more than likely what I think is that she was picking up on maybe pheromones or the way this woman was moving differently or, you know, she knew that this was a conversation they'd had two weeks prior and it was just in the back of her head. And then with a moment to think and focus, it all clicked together and then it was confirmed. For sure. Yeah. It's bananas. Yeah. yeah you one said of my you're theories. a firm believer in like science and, and factual things. Um, yeah. Do you think there's something to be said about like, like you said, like pheromones in the, in the air, like string theory, like maybe there's something, there's a ton of stuff out there that we don't know about, like, mm-hmm. you know, black matter and yeah. <laughs> string yeah, theory. Yeah. Black like gravity. We just, yeah. And we just have like a, a small slice of information on, but like we know nothing about it pretty much. Just that it, pretty much kind of sort of exists or there's a lot of evidence that points to yeah this is a thing Mm -hmm. Um, well yeah and because we're limited in so many ways so we're limited by what our senses are we're also limited by the tools that we make to measure these senses because we're making them with a purpose already thinking that if this is real then it will measure this outcome you know and we're doing that one at a time until we find like a potential outcome that we can measure yeah but you can't just say that everything is supernatural um, if you can't explain it by science because they have a name for that. And it's actually called the God of the Gaps argument. Oh, yeah. Have you heard of that before? I've heard of like the, the boson. Um, the Higgs boson? Uh, yeah, the Higgs boson. And I th- I th- they were calling that like the God particle. I don't know right. if that's related um, or it it's a little some... bit different. Okay. Yeah. Hit me so, with it then. yeah. So the, I, was say, I, know, I know a little bit about that. Not a lot, but please go on. The God of the gaps argument is when you say, well, we can't explain it by science. So it must, must be God. And there's a portion in like the Bible in the book of Job where, um, and I might be misquoting that I'm not a firm, like I have not memorized the Bible, <laughs> yeah. but, um, for up. instance, there is a while where you would have the, um, tides, being used as an excuse to why God must exist because we can't explain why these tides are moving in such a regular fashion. Well, of course we figured that one out, you know, a long time ago, but, um, it just took time for us to figure it out. And, and Newton did the same thing. Mm-hmm. There were some things he couldn't quite explain. And so he wrote, this must be proof of God. Yeah. And then he stopped exploring that. Yeah. And then, uh, later on Einstein figured it out. And so had Newton not given up, he maybe could have figured it out. Yeah. So, you know, it's okay to say maybe it's supernatural as long as it doesn't stop you from continuing to seek the truth. For sure. Yeah. Um, there's that same argument with divine design. Have you ever heard that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where it's like a giraffe can drink water. Like they stop the flow of blood like in their neck whenever they 
lean down and drink water uh, so they don't like choke something like that and it's like oh that's divine obviously God did that um, yeah but what about the rest of us we have to breathe and drink through the same well, yeah. hole in our throat and we mess up all the time and we choke and oh, drown and yeah, stuff yeah 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 most definitely <laughs> I'm not saying I believe that I just I'm I guess what I'm trying to convey is that no, there's a lot of <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of science behind it. Like <laughs> there's a lot of excuses. Out. There's sure, a lot of reasons there. I'm sure a zoologist could explain it a lot better than I could. But uh, basically, like no, like it's not. I don't know. Like it's it's an evolutionary advancement. Like it's not. Um, I don't know. I've saw it argued once before. I'm not making a very solid point for myself. But there's that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Until you can prove it otherwise, um, we could just leave it at like, I don't know, it's all up to the stars. And then later we find out like, oh, no, that's part of string theory. But like, <laughs> yeah. oh, no, shit, but that worked, though. Like, it wasn't the stars, it was string theory. But uh, hey, fucking the wheel card prevails. There it is right there. <laughs> well, and honestly, what I love is that we can be we can look up at the stars and our ancestors can be amazed at the beauty and, and how it tells the time for us or whatever. Um, and now we can know so much more about these stars like what they are like they're gaseous bodies and they're you know so far away and whatever Mm -hmm. and to me that does not decrease my awe and amazement of the world around me oh 100 just as much in love with our world whether and like science actually makes it even more impressive and more cool yeah so i don't really need to just be like oh yeah it's spirit i can't explain it it's cool and like (laughs) let's explain it and it will still be really cool yeah so I'm kind of addicted to that, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> I listen to a lot of podcasts. Oh, right on, right on. I hope this will be one in your repertoire. It already is. At least, oh shit. Yeah, you did your homework. Nice work, by the way. Thank you for that. Well, it was an honor to be invited on your podcast. Ah, uh, you know. And also, I was at the Violet Crown Social Club. Uh-huh. And guess whose sticker I saw up there on the wall? Snap. That's right. I was like, this shit is <laughs> legit. Like, I've got to be on this show. It's, it's the number one thing in Austin. Yeah, thanks, Violet Crown, by the way. Uh, that's awesome. Um, do, uh, are you a single lady by the way, or are you in a relationship? Sorry, not to pride too, too deeply. Do you want very single? (laughs) I was going to say, you don't have to, um, answer that if you don't want to. Um, is it, does this come up like in, I can only imagine like the first, I don't know, three or four questions whenever you get to know somebody Mm -hmm. like what do you do for work Mm -hmm. (laughs) does this ever come up and you have to like all right i do this (laughs) but (laughs) don't worry like i uh, there's a lot i don't know i imagine that's probably a big hurdle to like all right hold on a second it is it's a confession and i feel like they're convicted as as a murderer but (laughs) i didn't kill anyone just give me a second to explain (laughs) like it was self-defense i swear (laughs) i'm not gonna tell you what i do via text but when we meet up for drinks then i'll tell you do you wait that is my rule yeah yeah that is my rule that's pretty well, good. I've, I've learned it the hard way. I've alienated too many really interesting people who are really intelligent. Yeah. And when I proudly said, and I'm a professional tarot reader. Yeah. They're like, oh, God, bye. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what I say? <laughs> yeah. I was I was happy between our banter uh, via via um, email um, that you were you came off very like, yeah, I do this and that. But don't worry. It's just a little bit of this. I don't know um, where you were kind of explaining uh, like. I'm no crazy kook, man. Like, I've got I've got a pretty realistic grasp on things. Um, not to say that tarot card readers are crazy kooks. It's just like, I know what you're thinking, and don't yes. worry. I've got a foot on the ground. Like, I can I've I've got my bearings about myself. Exactly. Um, I'm just as much as a skeptic as you are. Yeah. You know. But yeah, that is my rule because the thing is that, um, like, I understand where people get their ideas from. And mm-hmm. so I, I've just learned that you can't throw this at somebody. Yeah. You have to kind of wait until you have 40 minutes to talk about it and let sure. them put out like everything that they're thinking about it so that you can hear it and discuss it and dissolve it. And then I feel better as a person and I feel more accepted. Yeah. Right. But what is hard is like when I go out on a date, I'm not great at dating because <laughs> the reason why I am a professional tarot reader is because I like that if I only have 10 minutes with somebody, we can sit down and talk about something that's really important to them. Yeah. Like really on their mind or their heart, just affecting their life right now. So then you send me out on a date with somebody and I sit there, twiddle my thumbs. and I'm trying not to ask like, so do you have more daddy issues or mommy issues? Because yeah. everyone has one of them. Yeah. Or I'm like, what are your biggest aspirations in life? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I just have to kind of like uh, remember to make small talk. 
Sure. And chill out. Yeah. <laughs> and do you turn hard. it? Yeah, you turn it into your reading or like your bullet questions to like that you your like knee jerk reaction. Like, all right, well, tell me. Do you turn like dating into that? Not quite. Not quite. I'm just so curious about people. Yeah. Sometimes. Okay. I'll relinquish some information about me. Sometimes um, I will have to hold back in my personal life and romantic life. I will be. I will interview a person. On accident, because I'll just like default oh, yeah, to it. Oh yeah, definitely. And you're a bartender too, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's a part-time therapist. Yes. Meets like I don't know, like I, my ear is always open for information. Um, so yeah, over the years I've learned to entertain. Um, somebody's like, I don't know. I had like a shitty day. I'll just take it. I'm like, oh, let's talk about your day then. But yeah. Why was your day shitty? Like to give me some more. And that's a very simple um, explanation of of how I kind of like fall into it, but I'll, I'll probably most of the time I'll be already doing it. Like I'll be mid interview and be like, Oh fuck, I'm interviewing this person. I wonder if they know <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Hey man, I'm not on your podcast. Like I thought we were pals. We're just chewing the fat. Some uh, people love that though. I mean, everyone's favorite topic is themselves. Very true. Also very true, <laughs> but you don't ever do that. Like you don't ever like, okay, give me the, have you ever brought your cards um, a... Not in the last couple of years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did sometimes bring them prior because I thought if I give somebody a reading, then that will really put them at ease. Turns out it doesn't. That makes it so much worse. It's like, you know, you pull out your 72, you know, mirrors and you're like, let's look at all these dynamic aspects of yourself. 72 of plan. them, huh? Yeah. There's a lot of cards going on. It's 78, 78 cards. Eesh, I caramba. But yeah, I've learned not to do that either. And, and, and I've learned not to push tarot on anybody also. I mean, these are just things you learn as, when you're passionate about something, yeah. you forget how other people view things. Mm -hmm. And so you gain that respect to kind of learn how to step back and, you know, just be patient and yeah. not, not push it on people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a balance. Yeah. It's hard, but it's so worth it. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know they do the same thing to you. It's like when they're really into Dota, but you're not really into video gaming, you appreciate it when they can give you a rundown in three sentences and move on. Yeah. You know? Yeah, most definitely. Like I'm sometimes you have time for more, but... Hmm. I'm still trying to explain this podcast in one sentence. It's very difficult to do when people are like, oh, cool, you have a podcast? What's it about? And I'm like, um, <laughs> kind of service industry base. Uh, we kind of have a shitty story. Whenever you know, sometimes I have a cocktail. And, uh, sometimes I don't. And then uh, and it's sort of a new thing that I've adopted. But it's not just service industry. And then I go a little broader than that. But it's really just a vehicle to kind of get some stories out of. Uh, I can't. I don't have like a, like, oh, it's a podcast about uh, movies. Like, I wish I could just say that. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get there though. You're 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 narrowing it down. I mean, like I feel like this podcast is about the the color and the flavor that drives Austin to be what Ooh. it is. Ooh, I and like so that. your podcast is a way to interview and learn about these sides from the the other or yeah, learn about stories from the other sides of Austin. Man, that's a really good <laughs> Yeah, I got you, man. <laughs> that's a really good tool to put in my toolbox. I may have to adopt that. Yeah, we can start there. Like when people ask me what I do, um, and like why am I different than other tarot readers, I say, because basically if a spice girl if a spice girl were reading your tarot, it'd be me. And then they're like, Oh, Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> so I'll tell you what I want. Whatever it is. So here's the thing. I'm going to get one me. This is funny. I don't know. Nicely Sorry. done. Thank you. That was beautiful. <laughs> I'd like to think I'm um, Scary Spice, if any of That's who I was when I was Whoa, growing up. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. We're like Spice brother and sister. Yeah, we are. But I think now I'm more Baby Spice. We came from the same Spice cabinet. Regardless. Exactly. <laughs> we got the same spice. We go way back. Oh, that's right. Cumin, according to my uh, armpits. Ew. Ew. That's gross. <laughs> okay, there's a brother joke for you, Spice Sister. <laughs> Doesn't cumin kind of smell like day. armpits? Like grilled onions I or think something? They, yeah, I think it smells really yeah. strange. Yeah. yeah. But it's weird because it's used in Indian food so often, and Indian food smells amazing. Oh, I love it. It has so much potential, apparently. Yeah. It's like you and I just don't know how to cook with cumin. Yeah. We need to just get our stuff together and Same. make it happen. It's in a lot of uh, Mexican food, too, which I yeah. love. Yeah. Um, it's a fantastic spice. I cook with it. Um, Do you ever make cocktails with it? Oh man, I should. That's quite the challenge. Dun, 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 what if you made Spice unfold. Girl cocktails? One for each Spice Girl. Oh my God! Like a scary <laughs> spice cocktail with cumin and All right, cinnamon. You're, you're coming back on the podcast, and we're gonna get hammered on some spices. <gasps> Let's do it! Oh, I love this idea. I feel like a baby spice cocktail would taste like vanilla. Yeah, but it would have like strawberries in it. Ooh. 
you know? Uh-huh. What would Sporty Spice cocktail be like? Sporty Spice. Um, would it just be straight up whiskey? Oh, uh, what like, if, what if you earth? took like a uh, Axe body spray and just like kissed oh. the top of the... <laughs> That's is what that, I think I'm gonna. Is that toxic or is that okay? Yeah, no, that's bad. That's bad. That wouldn't that wouldn't create a uh, a good cocktail. So we need we need a little hint of old spice in there. So all spice. Yeah, maybe I'll ring out my armpit rings. Over that'll the, do. Yeah, that'll work. A little... I, I don't know. She was pretty glamorous. Like she was sporty, but that was because she could do backflips, not because she didn't take showers. Oh, then maybe it should be like um a feat. Of like bartending, like uh, unless you can't pour it from on top of the chair, then it's not a sporty spice cocktail. Yes, I like it. Yeah. You have to do like a like what is it like a flip, or you have to do a trick when you make the cocktail. Yeah. You have to flip the bottles. You have to have flair. You can't. You can't. You have to make this particular cocktail with bar flair. Yes. Yeah. I like that idea. <laughs> yeah. It's an athletic cocktail. <laughs> that's right. Sporty spice. Okay, that's good. We took the deodorant and Axe body spray out of it, so that's good. I think more people will drink it now. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I would now. Same. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, okay. Do you want to? Do you want to do a uh, try and do a, a reading? Is that how long do they take typically? Um, well, ten minutes is normal, but you and I we can do one in about five or so. We can go pretty quick with it. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Okay. Um, let's. Uh, do you want to take a drink before we get started? Oh yes, okay. definitely. Let's uh, let's grease the wheels. All right. Cheers, Cheers again. to tarot on a podcast. Oh, Mm. Mm, mm. And Cosmos on the lips. Ooh, ladies, I do feel like a Miranda. Now that we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about your last Friday uh, night. <laughs> so uh, do you have I'm any Mr. Big's into me? <laughs> Always Mr. Big. Mr. Oh my Big, God. remember him? And they got three movies on that same storyline too. Ay, Those Karumba. writers. Ooh, girlfriend. We should get pedicures. What are you doing? To <laughs> Let's go buy some shoes. I'm such a lady. Oh, thanks a lot, mom and my two sisters. Oh, man, me. it's a great skill. If you can be raised with learning how to talk to women. Yeah. Man, you're set for life. Any future partner will be grateful to have you. Look well, at you. Almost. I gotta have I gotta have you around a lot more often. You've pumped me up. From the second you walked in the door, you're like, Look at this place is cute. It's decorated so well. You're so great with people. I love the concept of this, whatever. Yeah, um, you mean all the cool antlers around you, and all the natural elements in your house? <sighs> I See? live in an apartment on East Riverside that's like really modern and clean. Uh-huh. And I come over here and I'm like, oh, nature. <laughs> And there's a stormtrooper hat like up behind you. So like There's a good mix of stuff. There's a good mix of stuff. When you're ready, you're welcome to cut the deck anywhere you feel like. All right. I'll cut the deck anywhere I feel like. I'm cutting it right now. It's a lot better than cutting the cheese. Yeah, especially in this small little room. (laughs) Yeah, we got a (laughs) cramped space here. So So at least no one could see our face. That's right. Um, and was there any particular topic that you wanted to look at, or do you just want to do something more general? Um, let's just do something general, I think. I got a lot of crud going on right now, so who okay. knows? Okay, so um, we could do a longer reading later. Is then. that better if I do sp- pick something specific? Like, oh, what should, kind of, what should I have for dinner? I think for... <laughs> that's going to be so subjective based on what I'm in the mood for. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so, yeah, I think for this, um, a personality reading, that's how I started. Okay. So I'm doing a four-card spread. Gotcha. And the top card is going to be what is a primary characteristic that is really surfacing in your life right now. Okay. And then the bottom three are going to be um, elements that inform you and in who you are. And so when I first started reading my first three spreads, when I first got my first deck, yeah, this is what they were. So this is a good throwback. I'm glad that you wanted this reading. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, it uh, the cards are ba- basically laid out kind of like an X-wing from Star Wars for all you fanboys out there, mm-hmm. or a pyramid, if you will. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, I can see it now. Since we just did a, a since we just mentioned my stormtrooper helmet in the background. That's right. That's right. You got to describe it in the way you see it. Okay. All right. So our first card for what's coming up in your life a lot right now oh, is, this is so the Ten of Cups. What do you see in it? I see a big rainbow. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> we just went, yeah. We just got done talking Spice Girls and pedicures and had Cosmos and talked yeah. about Sex in the City. It's a really colorful experience. It's a rainbow. <laughs> Go figure. Okay. So it's two people who are really happy. Their children are dancing around. There's a beautiful... Um, 
bucolic scenery laid out before them. And so everything is coming up roses. You're getting everything you want. You're just cheerful and you're feeling bright and chipper. Hey. So that's a beautiful card. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay, so let's learn uh, more on a long-term basis maybe. What, what, who do you feel you are? Okay. okay. What do you see here? Um, you mind if I take this in a Please little closer? Do. Yeah. Let's see. I see two um, bulls, it looks like, mm-hmm. behind a maybe a prince or king with like a scepter and like a right side up pentagram. Totally. <laughs> totally. So you use the word pentagram mm-hmm. because that is what that um, the etching on that symbol looks like. Yeah. Um, in tarot, when it's in this circle, it's called a pentacle. Okay. And pentacle rep- pentacles represent your resources. They represent your money, your material life, your home, everything around you. Okay. So in this case, the king of pentacles represents a man who is very comfortable on his throne, hey. very confident in who he is, Correct. very appreciative of his home. Hey. And it's funny because we were just talking about antlers and the nature in your house, and yeah. this person is surrounded by horns, like bullhorns. Oh my God. And I'm horny oh. most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's another meaning to that, though, where it's that sometimes you can be a little bit too headstrong. Oh, so fuck. maybe you get your way because you're really bold and you're able to go for things that you ask for. But, you know, on the other side, yeah. there's that there's that meaning of uh, maybe sometimes you get a little too hot headed. So, oh. yeah. But in this case, because we're just learning about who you are, this is a really positive card. Okay. So king of your castle in a way. I like that. Yeah. And pentagrams are upside down stars. That's a right side up one. So it's a pentacle. Is that yeah. what makes the difference? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So it's a pentacle. Thanks, uh, because it's in this circle. Slayer taught me that. Oh, right on. <laughs> See, but that's why that's why these cards work is because there's symbols in here that you recognize because you're a human and uh, these yeah. have been created over hundreds of years and they speak things to you. Like you're attaching them to these other experiences in your mind and that's what's communicating yeah. everything to you. Just going back to that whole science um, appreciation thing, I've heard, never gone back and checked the facts, that uh, like zodiac signs and uh, tarot cards and such, that's the oldest... Um, study of like the stars. I've never heard it described that way. Like it's it, it dials back to like centuries and so, like way way back. Like cavemen were kind of like uh, maybe not so much cavemen, maybe a little bit earlier. But like once we had like semi-conscious thoughts, like there were tracking of like the seasons and the stars, and like that's mm-hmm. where like the um, that's why like April is like a water month ish or something like, I don't know, like air signs and water signs because there's a lot of rainfall and whatever. I don't know. Which would make sense if you lived in, you know, North America or Europe, sure. and, you know, maybe not in other parts of the world yeah, or whatever. You're right. You know, yeah, like, yeah, okay. that's why it's different than the Chinese Zodiac. Ah, uh, yes. Because it, it, it is different. And, and so like, there's not some cosmological reason that all these things exist. Right. It's very human based on your geography and the earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what is still really relevant and important about the Zodiac and astrology is the way that humans have projected their stories and their psyches into the characters that are in the stars. True. So they look up and they say, oh, well, this is uh, what the queen, was it Persephone or somebody? Mm-hmm. I mean, or even Mars would be a good excuse or or um, Draco, the dragon. Yeah. And, you know, they see these images that are in the stars and then they're able to communicate to their tribe, like how to behave at, uh, within that tribe. You know, uh-huh. like it's part of a mythology that they have, or it could be how they are related to the cosmos. Yeah. Or it could be how they um, just personally handle things in their life. Like it's very meaningful, but it's all just stories and it all came from humans. Yeah. You know, like no, it's still special. Without a doubt. Yeah. Without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. I, I back that statement up 100 percent oh i'm glad <laughs> i'm still learning about it i'm reading a lot of carl jung uh-huh. and um learning about how mythology informs us that it's not wrong and it's not make-believe like it's really valuable yeah like, like you just have to learn how to use it like joseph campbell studied that so yeah it's, it's fun radical all right another card okay so going into um an influence that's been in your recent past Whoa. we have the eight of swords what kind of a feeling do you get when you see this card um i don't feel good with this card <laughs> <laughs> and why is that what do you see um it looks like a torturous scene like there um seems to be several s- swords um that are impaled into the ground Mm, good word. Uh, thank you. Uh, there's a castle in the background mm-hmm. and a young lady that's toiled and um, 
like bandages or uh, just like material. Um, and she's also blindfolded. Yes. Um, so, walking around the, the said swords. Yes. So when you see someone who's blindfolded and they have their hands tied up and they're trying to like walk around out in nature, the first thing that we probably think of is they're lost. They're, yeah. they're you know, trapped. Mm-hmm. They need help. They're not free. So this is a card that communicates to us the feeling of being victimized and being stuck. And because we're so far away from the castle here, we feel isolated from people. So um, with the proximity of the swords being so near to her, uh, it gives me the feeling that you're coming from a space where you've been needing to move more. Uh You want to kind of break these binds, these things that are holding you back. Like it makes me feel like you're ready to kind of like expand and break out. And what's great is you even just told us earlier that you're um, changing your living situation to yeah. have fewer physical objects around you. Correct. To be yeah. more mobile. I'm moving out of my current house and moving into an RV and I'm going to live there. <laughs> yes. And this could be... So like if you and I were doing a, a much longer tarot reading, we'd go much more into depth about these things and okay. like where this comes from and what are the seeds of this you know, desire and need. Yeah. But um, that could very well be that desire to be free and to just get to go where you want to. Instead of being like hemmed in. Yeah. Yeah. Bananas. See? Bananas and pajamas. Remember <laughs> Where? that? <laughs> Coming down the stairs. <laughs> I actually never watched that. <laughs> uh, good on you. Yeah, that's good. I think that's I can a, thank my mom for oh, that. Yeah, hold your head. Blamer. Yeah, that's a be prideful in that statement. That's good. I watch a lot of Veggie Tales instead. Oh fuck. <laughs> but what's really sick is that I'm almost a vegetarian. I love to eat vegetables and fruits now. Yeah, plant-based so, diet. Yeah, yeah, mostly. Okay. So yeah, it's kind of kind of sick when you think of it, but it's okay. Yeah. They were cool. Okay, so um, moving on to the future card, okay. what you have, um, where you're moving towards, if nothing really changes right now. Okay. Uh, we have the Ten of Pentacles. So, again, mm. we're seeing those pentacles. They're all over the place. Okay. And it's a pretty social scene. How do you feel when you see that one? Um, it's clouded by the pentacles. Um, mm. So, you have to sort of peer past that. Um, I see an old man looking out, possibly gazing out on his past. <laughs> Ooh, um, reflecting. I like yeah, that. Yeah, reflecting. Um to a what appears to be a couple like maybe a gentleman dancing or passing by a young lady they're kind of going in two different directions uh there's two dogs and a child holding one of the dogs oh one of the dogs the old man's petting one of the dogs old man's pet one of the dogs and a kid that's with the lady is petting another white dog so would you say that that could be one big family with multiple generations yes that could definitely be one family of multiple <laughs> generations. Do you think they're having a pretty good day? <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, man and woman seem to be in high spirits, and the old man seems to be content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seems like a good life. Yeah. He's petting his dog, his, his pooch. Yeah. So what this card means is a legacy. And it's that you've put the work in and you've dedicated your life and your time and your energy to creating what's important to you. Uh And the payoff is that you have a legacy that is there and you're surrounded by people who love you, like a healthy home, healthy, you know, a healthy emotional life and a social life. You have with all these pentacles around like this abundance of it, you have everything that you need. So to have a healthy social life and family life amazes me. (laughs) (laughs) It could be if you live in Austin, Texas, it could be a very healthy friend life. People who come over when you need help, they know who you are in your community. You have a great reputation, that type of a legacy with social support. I gotcha. That's the way to think of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you're coming from a space where you felt like you really needed a change and you needed to shake free. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, you know, ho- you're very well situated and you're very much in control of what's around you and you know how to make a great home for yourself. So you're really applying yourself in that area right now. Yeah. In order to open up, I think, more space and time for you to bring more friends over and to be more social and, you know, go to more festivals or parties or events or just travel yeah. and enjoy life. And yeah. you're really searching for this ten of... Uh, cups here, which, which is that fulfillment and contentment and, and exuberance in your life. Yeah. The Ten of Cups. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's got a... So, the very first card that we flipped over, that's kind of like a whole of everything um, that we just went over. Like, that's sort of like, in a grand scheme of things... What you're working towards. This is what you're working towards. So yeah. This is what you aspire to to have. Um, characterizing your life right now in, in terms of what you're working towards and what you're 
cultivating. And then the second card symbolizes sort of... You're present. Oh, you're present. Yeah, you're present. That's right. I'm sorry. I, I skipped forward and I was looking at the swords. The again. second card we turned over. Yeah, <laughs> The second yeah. card we turned over was, um, yeah, the, you're present. Mm-hmm. How you are like in your domain. Um, third oh. card mm-hmm. is... Uh, Sort of. <laughs> it's such a bad card. <laughs> it's not, though. It's, it's not? A, No, no, no. Because it's not just the image of the card. It's uh-huh. the context of where it's placed. So if we read this line from left to right, yeah. we're moving from the past to the future. So okay. your recent past was characterized by this feeling of being um, kind of stuck in one place. Ooh. And so it would make perfect sense that that would be a great motivation to make a change right now. Oh. So because the current is a king of pentacles, which is somebody, pentacles represent your home, yeah. your, your physical qualities. Um, it's like, well, you're bringing that energy into your life because mm-hmm. you're motivated by this thing that you didn't like. You're making a positive change. Yeah. And you're moving in a direction that's going to like lead you to more contentment and happiness. Very cool. So this is a great card to have because you, like all of us have, good feelings and bad feelings and a dark side and a light side. And yeah. half the fun of being human is, is how you um, deal with that and how it comes out in your life. Otherwise it'd be so boring. We'd it just would. be like ants walking around all the time. Yeah, you're right. No, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that. I constantly bring up the yin yang, um, yeah. the whole like feeling of that or like the whole attitude of the yin yang. Like you can't have uh, the balance of like, there's just as much black as there is white. Um, and even within this black, there is a white dot and mm-hmm. same vice versa. Um, you just have to learn how to sort of live in between those two colors and like accept it as a circle as yeah. opposed to like this one swoopy shape. Like it's all black. Well, and uh, that's the whole like premise of Buddhism is don't cling, don't grasp to these things because yeah. what's good won't stay and neither will what's bad. Everything is in a constant flexion of change. Very true. So the less you grasp or cling to something, the easier your experience is. Carly. But until you hit enlightenment, I'm here for you with my cards. Oh, you're so good. <laughs> you're so good. I'm Thank trying. You. I'm trying. Have you ever heard of uh, Ram Dass? Mm, yes, I have one of his books. Me too. Yeah. Which one do you have? Be Here Now. Me too. Of course, it's a classic. <laughs> it is. It's yeah. so funky though. It's, it's like funky. brown paper. Yeah, I'm looking at turn the book sideways and read it. Yeah, like, it's what like kind a of book is this? Hippie comic book. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I actually lent that to somebody and they haven't given it back to me. So Don't you to hate go. that? Yes, I hate it, but I love it because I also hope that it made a difference on them, so they, you know, will keep it and love it. Yeah. So maybe I've got it's a, okay. I feel like a library right now. Like, I feel like I should start charging people late fees. Like, it's been years. <laughs> <laughs> I want my book back, motherfuckers. If you can't get that book back, good luck getting that feedback. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, man. Uh, I read a long time ago before you lend a book to someone, like, take a picture of it Ooh. and keep it in your phone, like, that person with that book, and send it to them after it's been too long. Like, wow. Just send them a picture of them holding your book. But why like, not just ask for your book back in I a guess text? you could, but there's always like the, like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, the book. Or like, I bought this book a long time ago. Oh, wow. I've never had that happen. I've always just had my friends say, I've lost it. I yeah. don't know where it is. Yeah. And then I just have to say, all right, I'm back to Amazon then. Then you just send them <laughs> that picture and be like, okay, you owe me fourteen fifty, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a theory, though, when it comes to when I purchase books and back when I used to buy DVDs, which uh, is now a thing of the past. Yeah. But um, I only buy things that I want to lend out. So like I oh. have a whole library of Chuck Palahniuk books because that like he changed my life as an author when I was in high school. Yeah. And uh, I could get all of his work at the library. I could read it once, twice, three times. I liked the library books better because everybody underlined things in a different pen. Yeah. So it was like having this giant book club in your library, but no one knew who yeah. loved what. It was fun. But um, anyway, I bought all of those pieces just so that then I could give them to friends, lend them mm-hmm. um, in order to affect their lives so that they could read it. And so if it didn't come back to me, it wasn't a really big deal, but most of it did. Yeah. But then that way, I mean, it's how I don't cling to things, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it worked. That's good. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. Um, okay. Well, we're at the point of the con- of the podcast where um, uh, I sort of give you the microphone and you can go over anything that you feel like we didn't cover. But if you feel satiated, we can also move on. Well, there is one very important thing that please, I think we need to talk about. Please, public service announcement. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Well, I, this is about how um, this podcast has changed my life this month. Oh, Are whoa. you ready for it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, here it goes. I, can't, you know, was all ready to come on my shitty podcast. Uh-huh. And then I learned, and I learned that we got to drink a cocktail, a special cocktail. Yeah. Yeah. Signed up. Then I found out we also had to tell a poop story, <laughs> yeah, you know, and then, <laughs> then it got really got hard, but I'm not one to back away from a challenge. Oh, okay. And I don't have a poop story. Like, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I eat really well and uh-huh. I plan ahead and it's never really been a problem for me. You old boy scout, you. That's I guess. Good. Yeah. But, um, I wasn't going to let that stop me. So I started asking some friends, Fuck yeah. what is an example of a really good poop story? Yeah. Well, they would just they just it's amazing how many stories there are out there there they play on me like three or four in one sitting yeah pretty soon they started telling other co-workers at my work and then <laughs> they would come up they'd either facebook message me a story about like one time when they had some rainbow poop or something because yeah. they just like tried to eat a bunch of weird food at one time <laughs> um they would i would get my friend on the phone and uh she would tell me stories from her childhood right she was like you should talk to your dad and ask your dad so i asked my dad is there anything when i was a kid that was you know weird and he was uh-huh. like nope my mom couldn't come up with anything um <laughs> meanwhile all my friends are just sending me poop story after poop story about their own personal life <laughs> and so for a, and it turns out my friends talk about this all the time right. but we just don't have these conversations because they're not at all relevant to me i have brought poop into your life yeah so for the last two <laughs> weeks i have been up to my eyeballs in shit stories and it is all thanks to this very very amazing podcast that's lovely and yeah <laughs> I'm going to take a swig to that. It's been a long fucking couple of weeks. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. It was horrible. <laughs> Thank you so much. I didn't know how much I didn't know until that happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now you've got a sea of doo-doo. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now I know why I eat so much kale. Oh, that's good. Good on you. <laughs> that a girl. <laughs> uh, any of those poop stories you want to share? Too many. to. No, I think many. I'm good. Okay. Honestly, <laughs> I've had to like... <laughs> them so many times (laughs) all right fair enough fair enough yeah cool well that's it for us play us out shitty ukulele lights out sorry it ran over i said we were gonna be done super fun it's fun everybody always says it's fun it's fun it's fun to do um i always have fun doing it i'm gonna message the person who's outdoors waiting